why is there just inconspicuously an eighth Chaos Emerald? <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Peel out the podcast where hedgehogs go fast and the cannon doesn't matter. That's right, the cannon is like, why can Metal Sonic turn into a rocket? It doesn't matter. I'm Hogas. And I'm JT Duckman. And today we're talking about Sonic the Fighters. Sonic the Fighters. Talking about this because it is the third game out of the major titles in Sonic Gems Collection. Which I guess is just how we're going to start. Because we did Sonic CD, and then we did Sonic R. So now we're doing Sonic the Fighters, because we might as well might as well finish off this little subset as our first thing we ever do. Because, yeah, why not, you know? It's an interesting game. Yeah? You can say that again. An interesting game. <laughs> so yeah, it was the, an arcade fighting game. Like, an actual fighting game, like... Tekken, but it's based off of uh, the Fighting Vipers engine, I think. That it is. That it be. Which was kind of an obscure game. Then there was a Black Mirror episode called something similar, and I'm like, oh, that's a reference to the Fighting Vipers. And I was like, what? If I recall correctly, the story goes, um, the story begins, I guess, with the, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Yu Suzuki here. Basically making Virtua Fighter, right? In the arcades, and that's the first 3D fighting game. I don't know if you himself made Fighting Vipers, but the same division, the same division in Sega AM2 made Fighting Vipers, which is pretty much, as you said, a sort of obscure-ish 3D fighter, where I believe the main gimmick of Fighting Vipers was that there was destructible armor on each of the characters each of the characters had like a upper body item and a lower body item and if they take enough damage on one certain portion of their body then their armor breaks off and they take more damage from attacks going in that specific area and i do believe that just because i don't know if it was just boredom from the devs or if it was actually due to any real desire to add them in the code for the arcade version for Fighting Vipers is data to select Sonic and Tails as playable characters. And again, we don't know why they're exactly there, but I do believe that they kind of took that original just idea of, what if we put Sonic and Tails into a fighting game? And kind of ran with it with Sonic the Fighters. Which, by the way, can we talk about that title for a second? Sonic the fighters it's just it's just japanese english it's fine it is it absolutely is but i i'm pretty sure in some western territories it was known as sonic championship i think you're right i guess sonic championship just sounds like a lamer title because really sonic the fighters is what most people know it as and honestly, it's the one that Sega has kind of officially referred to the game as instead of Sonic Championship. Which is kind of funny because you would think that the more sensical title would be the one that they keep. But instead they just keep the weird Japanese Sonic the Fighters. 
I just looked it up and it seems like Sonic Championship was the name in non-Japanese arcade releases. I see. Which is rather rare, honestly. I've never in my lifetime, out of all the arcades that I've been to, I've never seen a machine of Sonic the Fighters. I do know that some of them exist. I just have not been to any of the very few arcades that have it. I mean, finding um, retro games in arcades is kind of a crapshoot anyway, right? Yeah, to begin with, oh, yeah, you pretty much do have to go to a very select place to really play retro arcade games in this day and age. With, on the actual machines, of course, you can obviously do stuff like emulate it through MAME, which I don't actually think you can emulate Sonic the Fighters through MAME. I do believe you need to use its own proprietary M2 emulator. But realistically, eh, as we'll probably get to, there's not really a whole lot of reason to emulate or download Sonic the Fighters because it's surprisingly one of the few Sonic games that consistently sees re-releases. I'm only aware of Gems Collection being the most recent one. Was there a PC release or something? There was not a PC release. However, there was a re-release in the 7th gen for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. I think they ported that alongside other Model 2 arcade games like Virtua Fighter 2, Fighting Vipers, and Daytona USA. Daytona! And while the PS3 version kind of just stuck on the PS3, the Xbox 360 version, I do believe, is backwards compatible all the way up to current gen. So if you have an Xbox Series X, you can purchase and play Sonic the Fighters on it. Just like that. I think it's even on Xbox Game Pass. It might not be, I don't know. But yeah, no, the Xbox port also has online and has some extra little secret features. So Sonic the Fighters is a pretty short game. But it has yeah. a lot of mysterious stuff in it. There's a lot of questionable content in it. Well, maybe not questionable. I mean, realistically, I feel like a lot of what we could talk about could just be in the intro alone. Because there's so much weird things that happen in that intro. Like, why is there a Rocket Metal Sonic I love in the Rocket intro? Metal Sonic. They need a Rocket Metal back. Sonic looks dope! Oh my god. But why is he there? Yeah, so like, Metal Sonic has a cool head, and transformed into a rocket, and flies past the screen. And, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's literally the entire point. That's all that that character has ever done in the entire history of the Sonic canon. And then there's eight Chaos Emeralds. So, like, Chaos Emeralds are the MacGuffins of the Sonic universe, and there's supposed to be seven of them. And you collect them all, and then mysterious things happen. But in this game, there are eight, for some reason. Are... Well, the reason is, is because there are eight playable characters. In each one, in the story mode, or I guess arcade mode, you would have to fight all of them. And since, I guess, they needed some reason to have you fight everyone, they just said, alright, screw it, there's eight emeralds. I mean, I guess it's not too weird, considering the fact that Sonic 1 had six emeralds instead of seven, and hell, Sonic Spinball had like 15 emeralds. So really, who the hell is counting? And then, Hales needs the Chaos Emeralds to power his... Rocket, which is designed like him. <laughs> yeah, the tail rocket. To go into space and, I guess, fight Eggman on his space station. And for some reason, the rocket is only a single-seater. They couldn't put any other... For some reason, Tails needs 
You know, yeah, this this plot really makes a lot less sense the more you think about it. Because Tails needs the power of the eight Chaos Emeralds, because, sure, to fly one person up to the space station, I think it's the Death Egg Mark II, and have that person go in the Death Egg and beat up Robotnik and save the day. So they decide that the best way to determine who's the most fit is to have everyone beat the crap out of each other? I don't know, I guess for a fighting game plot, it works. It is a fighting game, you don't really need a whole lot of lore. Well, I guess you do need a little bit of lore if you're like a modern fighting game, but basically, it's Sonic, it's not King of Fighters, it's not Soul Calibur. You don't need a crazy plot, really. So that, yeah, that's literally the plot. So the eight playable characters are Sonic and Tails, Fang the Sniper, who is yeah. a weasel with a cap gun, and Fang kind of has a checkered history because he was the first sort of character to use a gun. Yeah, he was a court gun, so... He was in Triple Trouble and I think Sonic the Fighters and then that was it. Was he in one other game? He's in, yeah, he's in Triple Trouble, he's in Sonic the Fighters, and he is also in Sonic Drift 2. Yep, that was the one. Yep, cool. And then we've got Bean the Dynamite, who is a green duck who throws bombs. I believe that's a reference to Dynamite Ducks. And Hell yeah. Bean has never appeared in any other Sonic game since this one. Well, can you can you count Mania? Oh, he had a cameo in Mania. But... That, yeah, it wasn't actually Bean, though. It was the orange, hard-boiled heavy pretending to be Bean, but... You know it counts. Yeah, okay, I guess I'm going by my pre-Mania knowledge. <laughs> Then the next character is Bark the Polar Bear, who is exclusive to this game, and it's just this big guy. Yeah. That's it. Uh, He's a then, polar bear. Uh, then there's Espio, who you would might know from Chaotix, Sonic Heroes, everything else that Chaotix has been in. That's it, really. Yeah. And Amy again, for some reason. The weirdest thing about Amy in Sonic the Fighters is the fact that her, like, she has, like, a subtitle on her name. Like, when you select her, like, she has, like, a nickname of, like, Rosie the Rascal. Who the hell calls Amy Rosie the Rascal? Like, I don't even know where that name came from. It's definitely a known name. Uh, I'm just looking it up now. Apparently, according to Sonic Fandom, we... <laughs> of course, uh, the, the, the Holy Scrolls. In Sonic CD Japanese version, Amy was known as Roti the Rascal as a nickname, but it was still saying that her real name is Amy Rose. Okay! It is, well, I mean, the other interesting thing about Amy is that it is one of the few times we really get to see Amy in her pre-adventure design, where she looks a lot more like an actual hedgehog instead of whatever the hell adventure Amy... I mean, she's still supposed to be a hedgehog, but, like, Hedgehogs in the Sonic universe all have, like, the same, like, sort of quills, right? But then Amy's all go straight down. You would be more... I always thought Amy was part of the same species as Knuckles. I thought she was a freaking echidna when I first saw her. Just because of how her quill hair things go down. But in her class design, she is most certainly, definitely, unmistakably a hedgehog. So this game has kind of a really cool early 3D polygonal style. Oh, it absolutely does. Everyone is super cartoony. All the animations are really cartoony. Everyone just flies around and gets rings knocked out of them when they get hit. 
and the animations are really funny, and the expressions are really funny. They've got really expressive faces. Quite amusing. Yeah, I definitely remember that being one of the real standout features of Sonic the Fighters, is just how well animated everything is, how it all looks so cartoony. And I do believe that, going back to what I said about putting Sonic in Fighting Vipers, the heads at AM2 working on Sonic the Fighters, they didn't know whether or not putting Sonic and friends into a fighting game would really work. They didn't know, like, if it would look right, if it would feel right. But then I do believe they got Sonic Team's blessing and then they were like, okay, we can we can be a little goofy with this. And they made it a lot more cartoony. And there's a lot of really funny moves that you can pull off. Like, if you get crushed by Amy's hammer or Bark's, like, big meaty bear fists, you become, like, a little, like, shrunk down, like, accordioned version of yourself. You can still, like, punch. There's a lot of really interesting, like, funny moves. Moves where you distract someone. By, like, pointing in the air, and then you, like, stomp on their foot. Uh, just a whole bunch of wacky Looney Tunes-esque uh, moves that you can do. Was this the first appearance of Amy's Hammer? Was it? That's a good question. Gotta go it back to the been. Sonic fandom wiki. Alright, yes. R- refer again to the scrolls. <laughs> because it very much could have been. Pico Pico Hammer. I sort of don't know why it's called that. I guess it's a Japanese name. I think, yeah, it's Automatopoeia. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yes, it did in fact make its first appearance in Sonic the Fighters. Well, look at that. Amy has a hammer now. Awesome. I think Amy can also, like, drop ton-pound weights on the other player. Another thing that we could talk about in Sonic the Fighters are the stages. Because there are a few, and we obviously don't need to go into extreme detail in all of them. But the locales that you can visit in Sonic the Fighters are quite interesting, if you ask me personally. Just because, I guess it might also be because of the polygonal nature of the graphics, but it definitely looks like an interpretation of the Sonic universe that we don't really see that often. There's South Island, which is Knuckles' stage, the first stage of the game. And it's like this checkerboardy palm tree arena, basically what you would expect from a first level in a Sonic game. And it was always weird that the first person that you fight is Knuckles, because you would think that, like, Knuckles is the sole Sonic character that's, like, built around fighting, and he's the first guy that you fight, which means that he's also, like, the most brain-dead CPU. You can beat Knuckles without even trying. Knuckles was never that smart to begin with. (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. Huh. You can beat Knuckles blindfolded, dude. And then the second stage is like this weird flying carpet where you fight Amy. No idea why the flying carpet is Amy's stage, but it is. You basically just fly around over a desert, and there's a sphinx with Sonic's head on it. So what does that mean? I mean, I figured it was just because Mario sort of does the same thing sometimes, where they just put, like, characters' heads on landmarks. No. It must mean that there isn't an existence of... Egyptian hedgehogs that worshipped Sonic as a deity. But in the... uh, in Sonic Adventure, the Egyptian aesthetic is... Uh... Oh, no, no, hang on, that's just regular Egypt. <laughs> wait, weren't there... No, wait, no, they were echidnas. Yeah, I was There's... thinking, was it the echidnas? But now I remember, no, it wasn't, it was just Egypt. 
wasn't well no to go back to i guess i think i remember like i might be mixing up two different things but i they have regular sarcophaguses and then are there echidna head sarcophaguses or something like that there might be I don't know. The only Egyptian themed level I really remember from Adventure was Sand Hill Zone. Sorry, I'm thinking of Adventure 2. I remember very little of Adventure 1. Oh! Okay, yeah, there's a lot of Egyptian crap in Adventure 2. Yeah, there probably were things with Echidna Heads. I was thinking about going back to last episode. Sonic R had the Egypt level in Regal Ruin, and I was thinking, well, weren't there Sonic Head things there? But I think they were Echidna Heads. Oh, so. no. I just did a search for Sonic Adventure 2 Egyptian Echidnas. I got Deviant Art, Aged Echidna Club. So and- Sonic the Fighters! <laughs> <laughs> Deviant Art, Aged Echidna Club. There's not much known about the Egyptian Echidna civilization. In the game Sonic Adventure 2, there's a lot of evidence. Oh god, alright, let's- we're derailing- we're derailing hard here. Taking things back on track. <laughs> yep. The only thing about Amy's level that I really distinctly remember is the AI for Amy. I guess it tries to teach you the block mechanic. Or, I guess, barrier mechanic of Sonic the Fighters. Basically, what the AI does is it just keeps blocking. It literally just holds block until it can't hold block any longer. Now, then once it can't hold block any longer, then you just beat it up. It's pretty easy, too. Third stage is against Bark the Polar Bear. It's in the Arctic. I think the place is called Aurora Icefield. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. The cool thing about that stage is since you're fighting on top of ice, like, there's a reflection. So you can see your characters on the top and bottom of the reflection. So that's cool. It is pretty cool. It's just the model without any effects on it, though. It looks it looks exactly the same. It's just upside down. Yeah, it's probably that type. It's not like there ain't any Model 2 ray tracing going on. No, but I mean, but it might have put like an effect on the floor or something. Probably. And then the fourth stage is where you fight Espio, and that's usually where the game starts to actually show its true colors, because it is an arcade game, so... Especially with arcade fighting games, there's definitely a point where the game goes like, Alright, time to pay up, bucko! And starts to increase the difficulty a fair bit. But honestly, all things considered, Sonic the Fighters is a very easy arcade game. Oh yeah, like... I'm... I'm taking a good look at this arcade long play video so I can refresh my memory, and it's 15 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculously short. Once we finish talking about the stages, then I feel like uh, we can go a little bit more into the actual gameplay of Sonic the Fighters. So yeah, the fourth stage, fight Espio. Fight him on top of a giant tree stump surrounded by mushrooms. It might be a Sonic and Knuckles reference. The stage is called Mushroom Hill, so I guess it's... Probably is a Sonic and Knuckles reference. Espio's freaking hard to beat compared to the first three people you fight so far. And then I think the fifth stage is Tails, where you fight Tails on top of a cruise ship. I don't know why Tails is on the cruise ship. Well, I guess I don't know why Knuckles is, or, yeah, I don't know why Knuckles is in the first level. Amy's on a freaking matched carpet, or a Espio is on a giant tree stump, so really anything's possible. I wonder if this is supposed to be like, the mountains in the background of Green Hill, or like Hilltop or something? Maybe. I'm not sure. It just says Canyon Cruise. The Sonic World is a mighty confusing one. 
They could do a whole freaking episode on just what is Angel Island. Okay, maybe I should add that to the list. <laughs> just what is it? The sixth level, I believe, is where you fight Fang. And that's the casino level. It's Casino Night Zone. And that level's awesome. It's all neon. And that level has my favorite music. Which, by the way, the, the entire soundtrack of Sonic the Fighters is actually really good. It's pretty groovy. Yeah, I would honestly recommend listening to it because there's a lot of jamming tunes in there. The seventh stage is you fight Bean on a power plant. And then the last stage is you fight Sonic on a big plane. And then once those are all done, you get to fly up to the Death Egg and get your absolute ass handed to you by our boss character, Metal Sonic. Metal Sonic is the very first time in my little child life that I have learned about a fighting game boss character. And dear god, it will never, ever let me forget that freaking feeling, man. Metal Sonic's brutal. I guess because the rest of the game is so easy, they really hammed up Metal Sonic's abilities just to get a couple extra quarters out of their players because, dear god, if you get close to him, he's just going to use his grab and throw in the air, which takes like an entire third of your health away. If you're far away, he's going to do an unblockable corkscrew attack. Actually, no, I think it is blockable, but it takes away, like, three of your barriers. And if you get hit by that, it's pretty much death. Or if the CPU just feels like it, Metal Sonic also has a full-screen unblockable laser that takes away half of your health. He could spam it if he wants to. The final jab of his freaking regular jab combo is also unblockable and knocks you down, so that's fun. All in all, he's a wholly unpleasant fight. But he is the boss character, so it does make sense. And you fight him in the Death Egg, which also has awesome music. There's so much good music in Sonic the Fighters. And then, if you beat Metal Sonic without giving up in frustration, you use all the power of the Chaos Emeralds to go invincible, basically, and then you get, like, a 15-second bonus round against Eggman in a mech suit before the whole thing explodes. At the end, you beat him. Actually, it doesn't matter if you beat him or not, but you do that bonus stage. You fly away from the Death Egg Mark II. It blows up. Roll credits. You see Metal Sonic and Eggman fly away into the distance. End scene. End game. That's really all there is to Sonic the Fighters on a presentation level. You could also transform it to Super Sonic, right? You can. However, the criteria to do that is... A little bit difficult. I've never done it myself personally because Metal Sonic. But in order to play as Super Sonic, you need to, first of all, obviously, be playing as Sonic. No one else gets Super Forms. You have to essentially beat every round of every battle without losing. And then on the second round of fighting Metal Sonic, if you activate Hyper Mode then you should turn into Supersonic, and you will be invincible, and you can just lay the smack down on Metal Sonic. I don't think Supersonic has a different moveset. I think he's literally just Sonic, but invincible. However, staying Supersonic does carry over to the 20-second bonus game at the end as well, so you get 20 extra seconds to play as Supersonic, which is always cool. But yeah, presentationally... Not a whole lot going on, but it is an arcade game, so it makes sense why there's not a whole lot going on. But what is there is interesting. 
And obviously, when you play a fighting game, you're not necessarily playing it for the presentation, you're playing it for the gameplay. I don't know, I don't know about you, Holgast, but as someone who has played a lot and a lot of fighting games, both 2D and 3D, I've played, I've played my fair share. I've seen things. I've played some obscure ones, I've played some mainstream ones. I would say that Sonic the Fighters is actually a pretty solid fighting game. And that is probably gonna be a hot take because Sonic the Fighters is sort of a punchline for fighting games well maybe not in like the whole fighting game community because no one talks about it. In the, in the general fighting game community Sonic the Fighters literally just doesn't exist because no one cares and I feel like in both the Sonic community and of the people that do know about Sonic the Fighters I feel like the game is kind of unfairly judged because people think it's just an easy button mashing game where you can just mash punch and win however I feel like there's a reason why everyone thinks that way. And the reason is is because the AI in the single-player mode 100% lets you get away with that. You could pretty much play through the entire story mode of Sonic the Fighters using maybe like two or three moves and just spam them and you'll win. You'll do it. So I think that a lot of people probably played Sonic Gems Collection, didn't have a friend with them, and if they did have a friend, how the hell are you going to convince someone, hey, let's play Sonic the Fighters! Because I don't feel like a lot of people have really played against other people. They just play the single player, and they just mash punch, and they win. And then they'd be all like, oh, well, this fighting game sucks, all you do is mash punch. But there actually is a semi-deep meta. Obviously, I'm not a Sonic the Fighters expert here. But I have been pretty much playing the game on and off ever since I got it in Sonic Gems Collection. But it is, it is fun. I do think that another cool thing about Sonic the Fighters is sort of the flow of the combat. The fact how everything is so cartoony and people get launched around and bounced around the arena. It really makes for a lot more interesting combos, in my opinion. Because you can kind of like bounce them off the wall of the stage and when they're coming back you can do another move as they're flying back towards you. And then once they land on the ground, then you can do a finisher move by like stomping on them or whatever. It's honestly a rather fun fighting game. I don't know if the fighting game loop is a good term, but I guess game feel that I haven't really felt in very many other fighting games, 2D or 3D. I think the closest ones I felt that play similarly in terms of sort of dynamically using physics, or maybe not physics, but like launching, like cartoony, over-exaggerated launching of people for combos is probably like Waku Waku 7 on the Neo Geo, and then like Fighting Vipers 2 on the Dreamcast. I have played rather few fighting games. I've played Baz Blue, <laughs> Soul Calibur, Tekken, and Guilty Gear, and I think that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, fighting games are a very, they're a very weird genre, really, because it's less about the games themselves and more about who you play them with and who you can really form a community with. And there are Sonic the Fighters competitive communities. I would know because I'm in some of them. Of um, yeah, of course I am. I forgot Killer Instinct, my favorite. <laughs> Killer Instinct's fun. Killer Instinct. I feel the same way about fighting games I do about RTSs. I like them a lot, but I'm absolutely terrible with them. Yeah, there's a big learning curve to a lot of fighting games before you can really even get, you know, 
relatively decent at it. But that's the other thing, is I feel like Sonic the Fighters probably tried to ease the bar in a little bit by making it so spammy to get into for the single player, probably because they knew that a lot of Sonic players wouldn't necessarily be fighting game players. I guess plus also the fact that it's Sonic, and Sonic likes to be the butt of every joke on the internet means that Sonic the Fighters kind of... They should have a bigger community. There are a few things in the actual gameplay that kind of prevent it from being, like, a fully competitive game. There's a sort of, I guess, rage or a catch-up system where if one player is lower on health, then they will do more damage to sort of even things out. So you become a lot stronger at lower health than you are at full health. And that's for every character in the roster. I do believe Knuckles and Espio are the best characters in the game. Don't ask why, because I really don't know that much about the intricacies of the Sonic the Fighters meta. But that sort of, like, rage mechanic does kind of break some things. And it kind of makes a focus on having lower health be more sort of optimal. Also, with it being an AM2 fighter, it means that the general game clock is defaulted at 30 seconds, which is really short for most fighting games. I remember I got one of my friends over to play a lot of AM2 fighters, including Sonic the Fighters, and most of our rounds you just time out because it's just not enough time for us to really get to grips with what we're doing, and it just wants you to just go. Also, the barrier system is a bit weird. Like other AM2 fighters, and unfortunately for people like me that prefer holding back to block, Sonic the Fighters has a block button, but the block is interesting and different from other fighting games. That's not necessarily a good thing. Basically how it works is you have five barriers per game, not per round, per game, and your block can pretty much completely nullify weaker attacks, just like a general punch or a general kick. But if there's a stronger move, like a wind-up, like, cartoony, ooh, here I'm gonna go, like a big punch, then it breaks the shield, which you lose one of your barriers. You won't take any damage if you lose a barrier, but you'll still lose the barrier. And like I said, you only get five per game, so if you lose one round and lose, like, three barriers, and you only have two barriers for your next round, that puts you at a disadvantage. And if you run out of barriers entirely, then you just can't block. I don't think I need to really be a big fighting game enthusiast to understand why not being able to block in a fighting game is kind of a bad thing, because it means that the other player can kind of just combo you to oblivion with literally nothing you can do to defend against it. I guess you could sidestep, because there are sidestep mechanics in Sonic the Fighters, but the way that the barriers work is very, very strange. I don't know why they thought of doing it like that, but I mean, it definitely makes the game a little bit more unique in that aspect. You can also spend one barrier to activate Hyper Mode, which has the little invincibility stars go around you. When you do that, I'll try not to sound super technical here with fighting game lingo, but essentially when you have that on, you can cancel any move into any other move. It basically makes the animations completely negligible for how quickly you want to do moves. And you can do some really funny things in hyper mode. Like if you're Fang, you can activate hyper mode and just mash the punch button and shoot unlimited corks, and they can't do anything about it. And it's balanced by the damage that you do in hyper mode is very, very small. But it's still just fun to mess around with. I feel like that's kind of the overall game feel of Sonic the Fighters. It's very fun to mess around with, but 
definitely not something you should be taking seriously. Do you get uh, some alternate moves in hyper mode? Because I was just watching a TAS, and they said that Sonic has a corkscrew move early in hyper mode. Yes. I do believe that each character has their own hyper move specific move. Except, I think Tails does not. He just doesn't. I don't know why, but he doesn't. I think Tails just is screwed. I think everyone, maybe, I think maybe Amy also doesn't, but I could be wrong. I think the funniest one, though, is Beans, because Beans' hyper mode move is a teleport, and it's called Bean Warp. And it's literally just him, like, clipping through the frickin' world and just appearing behind you. It's so funny. And I believe Espio also has a warp, but it makes a little bit more sense because he's a chameleon versus Bean just using his Bean powers to teleport in thin air. Teleports behind you. Nothing but yeah. no, kid. <laughs> I guess we probably should go into a little bit of detail on how each character plays because it's actually not too bad if you consider the fact that Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles are all derivative of each other. Not unlike how they are in the actual Sonic game, but those three share a lot of moves. A lot of special moves, at least. Like, they both can spin dash, and they both kind of have the same sort of, like, jump into them moves. I don't know, like, the their up and punch is kind of the same for each of them. And basically, they all three of them have the same kind of ball-based attacks, because all three of them can turn into balls. Well, of course, they're sort of like neutral game, their their regular punches and regular kicks are obviously different because they're Sonic Tails and Knuckles. Bark is your grappler. He's your big heavy boy who does a lot of damage and usually uses a lot of grabs. And I think because of that, he's pretty bad. I don't think a lot of people use Bark. Mostly just because grabs aren't that useful in Sonic the Fighters, all things considered. Bean is kind of like an, a weird like all-arounder kind of guy because Bean just kind of throws bombs everywhere. He's not necessarily a zoner, because Fang is our zoner in this game. But Bean is weird. I like playing as Bean. He doesn't really have the right tools to do the right things. Espio is kind of like Sonic Tails and Knuckles, but he doesn't really turn into a ball, instead he turns into like a weird, spitty thing. I don't even know what he turns into. And then Amy is kind of... I usually don't play that much as Amy, but she uses her hammer, so she's kind of different in that aspect. Her attacks deal a pretty decent amount of damage. She's pretty unique. And then, yeah, Fang is just pretty much all gun all the time. He just shoots. He just shoots. So he's the zoner. And, yeah, that's the whole roster. And then, obviously, you can't play as Metal Sonic or Eggman unless you are playing the HD port, in which those two finally become playable, but only in the two-player mode. I don't think you can play as them online. Actually, I think you can turn them on online, but they're broken. They're absolutely broken. Well, there are also the dummied-out, non-playable characters. There are. So We're there's uh, Rocket Metal Sonic, who we mentioned earlier. Yes, you can play as Rocket Metal Sonic. I don't. I think the non-playable characters in the code, with the exception of one, I do believe they all share basic move, just like some basic generic moveset. There is a ROM hack you can kind of install. That's really the only reason why you would ever want to emulate Sonic the Fighters instead of play one of the re-releases, is if you want to play the specific ROM hack. And that ROM hack does unlock and have available all of the NPC characters. And they all pretty much have rather unfinished movesets, but they are fun. It is always fun to play as Rocket Metal, just because he's freaking Rocket Metal. 
or to play as like Eggman outside of a mech and just watch Eggman punch people and throw them around. Yes. But anyways, yeah. And then of course there's Honey the Cat. Yep. Who is a uh, fighting vipers cameo sort of who they made mm-hmm. into a Sonic character. <laughs> and then uh you can't play as her. She just doesn't exist in any other game. It just they made a fighting vipers character, Honey, into a cat. <laughs> yep. She's a cat. Honey the cat is I believe She's unfinished in the arcade game. She is an unfinished move set, and I think there's also an unused song in the game's sound test, which could have been a Honey the Cat stage if she were to actually have made it in, but we don't know. She is, however, in the HD version of Sonic the Fighters, the PS3 and 360 version. They did finish her move set. And she is a secret character in the two-player mode, which is always cool. I think you even get an achievement for playing as her. But her moveset, she's literally just Knuckles clone. She literally has Knuckles' entire moveset, which means she's good. Well, actually, she's Knuckles, but she doesn't have a spin dash. She doesn't have any of the ball moves because she can't turn into a ball. But in every other aspect, she's Knuckles. The Sonic fandom wiki says that Honey the Cat appears in the Archie comics. I, yes, I do believe so, but I don't know when or where because I haven't read the comics. No, me not. <laughs> We need to, like, we need, like, every, like, how many comics are there? There's, like, 200-something. A bajillion. Yeah. We should just, like, every 50 comics we should do an episode. Like, both of us should just read 50 of them and then just be like, okay, are the first 50 comics. I don't have time and... to do that. I have time to not do other things. <laughs> um, same, but it'd be, we gotta, we gotta do it sometime. Because Fang, Bean, Bark, Honey... All these weird Sonic the Fighters exclusive game characters actually have, like, fleshed out characters in the comics. So, the I don't know. I feel like in order for us to fully complete our Sonicification, we have to just bite the bullet and get into those comics eventually. The wiki also says that I am me in cameos in the same issue. You mean, like, the PC game? Yes. Like... The, from the Zelda CDI guys? Yes. Oh no. Oh no. What? Yeah, just a little caveat. Anyways. I think... I'm trying to think of literally anything else that there is to talk about, about Sonic the Fighters. Most of Sonic the Fighters is Rocket Metal is cool, and then there's also more characters that you can't play as, and then that's it, really. Yeah, there's Honey the Cat. You can play as one of the robots in the background of the intro. Whoopee. And then you can play as Eggman outside of his suit. And then obviously you can't play in the arcade game as Metal Sonic or Eggman in the suit because they're boss characters. But you can in the HD port. Well, the story, if you have an Xbox One, Xbox 360, or Xbox Series X, or PS3 lying around... Buy Sonic the Fighters. It's like literally $5, I'm pretty sure. I think well, it might not be. It could be. It's cheap. Buy it. Is it on Game Pass? Let me actually check. It's, okay, so it is $5. Xbox Game Pass entire library. Dude, they got Among Us. Wow. Oh, wait, you can just check. Okay, Sonic. 
No games found. Wow. It's not on Game Pass. Boo! But yeah, Sonic the Fighters is cool. It's a video game. I feel like we've touched upon every aspect of it that there is to touch upon for a Sonic-based 3D fighting game. That's cool. I enjoy it. I play it every now and then from time to time. Just because, again, it's so short, you can literally just whip it out. You could probably beat Sonic the Fighters several times in the entire time it took for us to talk about it. Yeah, you definitely can. You definitely can. So, I'd recommend it. If you're on a weird, wacky fighting game that doesn't take itself seriously, then you can't really go much better than Sonic the Fighters. It's fun. It is also one of the only Sonic games to be a fighting game, unless you want to count Sonic Battle on the Game Boy Advance. We have to talk about Sonic Battle sometime. Oh, dear God. Freaking robot. Emerald or whatever. I actually pretty recently just played through that. Well, pretty recently being like several years ago, but you know, more recently than other Sonic games. I don't know. I guess I could do another playthrough of it. It's not that long of a video game. It's kind of long, isn't it? I mean, yeah, there's like a weird story mode, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, and there's just a whole lot of fighting for the sake of fighting. I don't remember it being that long. Probably like a Five, six hour long game. Can't be any more than ten hours. Well, that's all for Sonic the Fighters. Thanks for listening. Hell yeah. Do you want to say something about it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no? Okay. Oh, I have a... You know what you should just do? Can you just abruptly end the entire thing by just blasting? Just, like, mid-sentence, just blast the freaking Game Over theme from Sonic the Fighters. And just call that the end. Because the ending that is the freaking... The, the Game Over theme from Sonic the Fighters is, like... It's like a jump scare, dude. It's really funny. Okay, let me let me listen to this. Takanobu Mitsuyoshi to do the vocals on Aurora Icefield. The song was called Fairy of AIF. And to this day, I have no idea still what that means. Aurora Icefield? <laughs> Wait. AIF, Aurora Icefield. Wait. That took me five seconds. Icefield is in two letters! It's two words. I mean, it can be two words. Ah! <laughs> oh my god! No! That can't be what it yes! means. Yes! No! It's gotta mean something, like, cooler than that. What? Wait. <laughs> What? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Really? How long have I owned Sonic Gems Collection? Like, 14 years? <laughs> the mystery is solved in five seconds. Are you kidding me? Well, I guess that's it for Sonic the Fighters. Thanks for listening. Okay, now do it now. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>